the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Come on, say, turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. Overflow. Turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. We can come Welcome to Beyond the Veil, a ministry of Dayspring Chapel. Arise, shine, and excel. Located at 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. As Luke chapter 1, verse 78 and 79 tells us, According to the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet in the path of peace. Now, let's listen in to today's message from Pastor David Oluwadara. The Lord is speaking to us on the great conflict, the victory of life over death. The victory of life over death. In Matthew eleven twelve, which is scripture that we looked at throughout our prayer with fasting week. In Matthew eleven twelve, the scripture says, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. In this scripture, the Lord Jesus Christ describes for us a conflict between the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of hell. Between the kingdom of life and the kingdom of death. Between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. This conflict, this conflict that Jesus Christ describes here, is not a conflict over money. It may seem like that. It's not a conflict over possession. It's not a conflict political, legal, social, or economic conflict. The conflict is over life. The real life. The life of God. The conflict is over the souls of men. The conflict is between life and death. Why? Because John the Baptist, that was one of the people that was involved in this conflict, was preaching what? Preaching, saying, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. He was saying, repent for the kingdom of God, the kingdom of life is at hand. So the devil... Who noticed that people were rushing to the kingdom of God? Many people coming to John the Baptist to be baptized of him. Coming to John the Baptist to repent of their sins. Coming to John the Baptist so that they could enter the kingdom of God. And we saw that the kingdom of God was advancing. And the devil saw that the kingdom of God was advancing. So the devil and his co-host attacked the kingdom of God. You see, the devil is not so much interested in destroying your physical possession. He's not so much interested in destroying or attacking your health and your wealth. The devil is interested in getting you not to be saved, or if you are saved, to get you out of the house of God, to denounce God. That's what the devil is after. The devil is after your life, your life, your real life. The devil wants to prevent you from having the real life or living the real life. Amen. The devil was not so much after the health and the wealth of Job. When the devil, when Satan attacked his wealth 
and his health. We all know the suffering of Job. What the devil was after was that Job will curse God. Job will denounce God. That Job will leave God. That's what the devil was after. Remember what the devil said? If you will just let me touch him and let me destroy his things, let me destroy his life and make him sick, he is going to curse you to your face. That's what the devil said. That was Satan said to God. And God said, ah, I know him. He's not serving me because of these things. He's not serving me because of his health. He's not serving me because you know, I've blessed him. He's not serving me because of the blessings that I give him. That's not why he's serving me. God knew his servant. And God trusted Job. So the devil went ahead and attacked everything. Destroyed you know, his possessions. Destroyed his wealth. And destroyed his health. He was so sick. I don't know for how many days. But he was so sick unto death. But he refused to denounce God. He refused to leave the house of God. He refused to bow to the devil. Hallelujah. Will you trust God that much? Do you trust God that much? Job continued serving God. Continued believing God. So the devil did not have what he wanted. The devil wanted Job to curse God. Job did not curse God. The wife of Job cursed God. Said to Job, why don't you curse God? And Job's refuse to curse God. If life becomes tough for you as a Christian, if life becomes difficult for you as a Christian, will you continue serving God? Will you continue to serve God? Or would you leave serving God? Or will you slow down serving God because life is being tough? It seems as if God is not good. Hmm? Really, the reason why we can say that good overcomes evil is because God is good. Amen. That is the reason why we can say good overcomes evil is because God is good. The reason why we can say light overcomes darkness is because God is light. Amen. So when an unbeliever says good overcomes evil, they don't really know what they are talking about. If an unbeliever says oh, light will always overcome darkness, a politician who doesn't know God says that, or a celebrity who doesn't know God says that, they don't really know what they are talking about. Amen. Because it's only God that is light. God is light. That is why light overcomes darkness. And if somebody comes up and says, you know, oh no, love will always overcome hate. You know, anyone can say that. You know, an unbeliever can say that. Somebody that doesn't know God can say that. Oh, they know love and they know hate. So, yes, love will always overcome hate. The only reason why love will always overcome hate is because God is love. Amen. And the only reason why life will always life will always overcome death is because God is life. Amen. God is the only one who possesses the power of an endless life. Amen. And those who believe in God, those who have given their life to Jesus, those who are not only born of the will of the flesh, of the will of their mother or father, who are born of the will of God, who have given their lives to Jesus, they have been born of the Spirit. Jesus Christ said to Nicodemus, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And he went further to say, except a man be born of the Spirit and of the water, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Don't marvel, don't be surprised, don't be amazed that I said to you, except you are born again, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Because... He who is born of the spirit is spirit. And he who is born of the flesh is flesh. And he say, the one that is born of the spirit is a marvel. Cannot be understood. 
Amen. So to be born of the spirit, to be born of God is a great thing. Is a great thing. And this is what the devil is after. This is what the devil does not want anyone to have. Jesus possessed the power of an endless life. Jesus possessed the life-giving spirit. Remember what we read in 1 Corinthians 15. It says Jesus has the power, the life-giving spirit. So on the, on the cross, at the death of Jesus, he possessed the power of an endless life. He possessed the spirit of God. So that is why he rose from the dead. That is why the pains of death could not hold him down. So before you die, you need to possess. You need to have the spirit of God. If you don't have the spirit of God on the inside of you, when the time of resurrection comes, you will not rise. Except you have the spirit of God that can overcome death. This is the spirit that overcame death and caused Jesus to rise from the dead. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Uh, let's look at this scripture here. The Lord is speaking to us of the great conflict, the victory of life over death. There is the victory of life over death. That's what this, the Lord is speaking to us on. Hallelujah. If we look at this scripture, John 10, 10. John 10, 10. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. This is Jesus Christ speaking. He said, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Basically, this scripture is saying that what I have come to give you, Satan has come to do what? Destroy. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. So, Jesus is saying that what I have come to give you, Satan has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Amen. And what has he come to give us? He has come to give us life. Hmm? That is what Jesus has come to give you. To give you life. What kind of life? No. Jesus has not come to give what you already have. Jesus has come to give you what you don't have. That's what he has come to give you. Amen. Jesus has come to give you what you don't have. If you had it, Jesus won't say, I've come to give it to you. He has come to give you what you never had. He's come to give you a new life. Whoever is in Christ Jesus is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. He said, it is God who does all these things. It's only God who can do all these things. It's only God who can make things new. It's only God who can give you new life. If you have the life, Jesus won't say, I've come to give it to you. It's because we never had it. That's why he said, I've come to give you life. Amen. He has not come to give you physical life that you already have. He has come to give you divine life. The life of God that you never had. Amen. This is the life again that overcomes death. It is this, the, the divine life. The life of God that overcomes death. If you don't have this divine life, you cannot overcome. Jesus Christ said, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me shall never die. And though he dies, he will live again. Amen. This is the life that overcomes death. If you don't have that life, you cannot have victory over death. So, life overcomes death because of the life of God. It's only the life of God that overcomes death. 
the life of man, the physical life that you and I possess, flesh and blood, flesh and blood, cannot, cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Amen. You know that scripture, 1 Corinthians 15, 50. Don't forget this. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Amen. If you don't possess the life of God, if you don't possess the spirit of God, if you don't possess the divine life, if all that you have is flesh and blood, if all that you have is physical life, you cannot inherit the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. You cannot possess the kingdom of God. You cannot receive the blessings of God. The real blessings of God. We're not talking about the blessings that everybody has. Amen. It's general blessing. You know, to buy a car, buy a home, you know, get married, have children. Those are general blessings. Amen. Yeah, you can have those. But to really inherit the things of God, flesh and blood cannot inherit the things of God. We hope you have been blessed by today's broadcast. Come worship with us at Dayspring Chapel, located at 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. Again, that's 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. Sunday worship is at 1 p.m., Bible study and prayers on Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. You may contact Pastor David for prayers or counseling at 857-266-0778. Again, that's 857-266-0778. Until tomorrow at this same time, Monday through Friday, arise, shine, and excel.